Today we're going to be doing something a little bit different than we normally do. And um, it's going to be a little more personal and it's also going to be a little more professional, which (laughs) how do those two things exist? I cannot wait to tell you. But basically, um, universe willing, I will not be cussing. I want this to be something you can play at work. And one of the things that's very important about where I'm at professionally right now is, yes, I'm still doing astrology readings, of course, I'm still doing Reiki, I'm still happy to do group events, birthdays, etc. But I am starting to think about who I'm going to be working with in 2024. So bring this episode to your boss. If it's aligned with your values, you can hire me. And... If not, me and you can make fun of your boss together later. No, I'm just kidding. That's like a horrible marketing technique. Even though making people feel bad about themselves is a marketing technique, it's not the one I'm going to do. But anyways, and if you're not, if you're not here representing a freaking corporation or whatever, you can still get a lot out of this because I'm going to be real with you. Hey, so I decided to make the least evergreen content possible, and it's called Why Is Today Like That? So while the framework is evergreen because we use disability justice, we use re-indigenizing and super queer language, we're just talking about what's going on in the stars for like the next week. So it's like only going to be true for a couple days. Let's get into it. So famously, it is Libra season, (laughs) and this is the first podcast episode I'm making. I know we're like halfway through, but I really wanted to just give the nuance that Libra season deserves. So first and foremost, I'm here to do some PR because Libra gets a bad rep for being indecisive, and that's simply not the most common manifestation of Libra energy. (laughs) So one of the things that's really cool about astrology is it gives us a framework to have very meaningful conversations. And Libra represents art, beauty, and justice. So you can probably think of a, a lot of examples of art and social justice going together. A lot of movements were dependent on art, dependent on creation. And one thing about movement building is that depends on humanity. And so when we look at the air signs, we look at Libra, which is like very much the aesthetic, very much the art, very much um, also the romance a little bit. We can we can go ahead and attribute that. Like we can do we can definitely say it's a little bit romantic. Then when we look at Aquarius, it's the humanitarianism. Aquarius is ruled by Saturn, which means that even though we think of Aquarius as our friend who's always talking about aliens or, you know, ooh, what else is out there kind of a vibe and always kind of like a fun lone wolf that has a lot of friends, if that makes sense. That can be Aquarius energy, but at the end of the day, Aquarius represents the part of our chart in which we prioritize humanitarianism and technology, which again, those are themes that we can see coming together. We also have Gemini. Gemini is a teacher and a writer and it communicates it's it's a mercury ruled sign so those are our air signs and when we look at libra season in addition to having that informational aspect of an air sign libra is committed to justice if you go to judge judy <laughs> or any other judge you will see that judge judy is going to listen to both of the arguments and is 
going to make a goal to do what's right. Of course, we can look at whether or not she's successful. We can absolutely look at what are her biases that went unchecked. We can totally look at that, but this is a shorter podcast, so we won't. For now, we're just going to understand that that's the vibe of Libra season. So I love to use this in organizational framework because this is a time for us to look at your values. Towards the end of the year, this is the last quarter of the year. So now we can say like, okay, what in what ways have we lived out our mission? Like this is a great time to look at the why. What are the values that drive our mission? So for example, one of my clients is doing a food drive and it's not just about the food drive. It's also about the community. The food drive is going to be part of a concert. It's going to be bridging people who are so worried about getting food on the table, which is a valid thing to be worried about, and also giving them the human experience of being part of a concert. So what does that look like? What does that mean, right? It means that if this, if the people who leave this place are like, yes, I went to this concert and had a beautiful experience being with other people singing and dancing and I also left with food not only did like uh we can really we can really get into this because if you do any client services that are direct services you may notice that the most powerful people on your team are the ones that build relationships right it can be very difficult to ask for help but when you have people on your team who have rapport with those who are you know, maybe you use the framework of like chronically dependent on the services, even though we can totally unpack the structures at place that make people chronically dependent. Nobody wants to be dependent on the services. Like so much shame comes into it. But if you build a sense of community, you're destigmatizing asking for help and you're able to help more people and get people to a place where they have faith in themselves and they can give back. And it's just like, people are so excited to be able to give back. Right. So anyway, all of that is like a humanitarian approach, and that's the Libra energy. So one of the things that I'm inviting organizations to do, and I'm inviting people to do, if you're listening to this and you're like, Lids, why are you taking me to work with you? Don't worry. <laughs> There's just a personal approach too. So looking at your year so far, looking at and it, it kind of starts to happen naturally for us as the leaves start to hit the ground, as we start to see the seasons changing hot girl summer is over, rat girl winter is beginning or whatever, girl gender neutral, of course. (laughs) But just looking at what does it feel like to have this knowledge that the seasons are changing, hibernation is starting to feel real, you know, the bears are going to go to sleep, the leaves are going to fall, The harvest season is upon us. And what are we harvesting? So to be literal about gardens, you know, whatever you planted, you could take stock of your garden. To be metaphorical, what have your actions, what seeds have your actions planted? And how is it going towards like that part of your soul that knows you have something that you need to be doing? So that's the Libra. That's the Libra of it all. And I want to weave this into Pluto. Because it's important. I'm. It's so funny to be talking about something as like highly focused on as the sun sign, and then switching on to Pluto, <laughs> because Pluto 
is not given a lot of attention in astrology readings because it's a generational planet. So if you're somebody who is listening because one of your employees is bringing this to you and saying like, oh my God, we should hire lids, then let me tell you why Pluto is important to you. Whatever generation you are a part of, you can pretty much define it by your Pluto sign. So if your Pluto is in Scorpio, you're a millennial. Go, You can go look that up if you want to. It is a little bit one of those things where, you know, some people are like, oh, no, what if we count this, this, and this, and this? And But look how close it is. How does it feel for you? Did you just find out you're a millennial? Did you get surprised that I'm talking about millennials and you're a millennial? I don't know. Are you not a millennial and you're like, oh, I'm not the target audience because my, my Pluto is actually in something else. That's fine. Um, point being, that is generation. And right now we are in <laughs> the year 2023. And earlier this year, Pluto moved into Aquarius and then it went retrograde. And retrograde means it went back. It, the way that it's rotating, it looks like it went backwards in the sky. So in the same way that like the mood the mood, the moon influenced the tide. It's also argued that the moon influences our moods. So each of the planet is, each of the planets are, apologies for the grammar, responsible for different vibes, right? The reason that the moon is associated with our mood is because the moon rules water. And we know that because ask any surfer, Ask any surfer about how the moon rules the tides. Ask a scientist. Ask You can even see like the city of New York um, has land tides and moves up and down. I think it's like 14 inches a day, which is insane. But now that there was all that rain in New York, we can kind of see, oh, wait, that's like a very wet place. And like it makes sense that they have a tide. Um, but the moon rules water. We're made of water, right? So... Then it gets a little existential, like, is the water what carries emotions? I don't know. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and end it there because, I, you know, this is, again, supposed to be a short podcast, but we're just having such an interesting conversation. Okay, anyways, so bringing that to Pluto. Pluto is generational. And use this as a template. If you're, like, not sold on astrology, that's fine. Use this as a template for assessing your values and assessing the big picture. Like, Pluto is the big picture. The moon changes every three days. Well, two and a half. Pluto changes generationally. It could be, like, 12 or 20 years, kind of depending on what's going on. So the moon is going direct. I'm sorry. The moon is direct. <laughs> <laughs> Pluto is going direct. One thing about this podcast is I do not um, do two takes. It's just you get what you get because, you know, authenticity is important. You already know that because if you're a boss, you're curating an audience. Or if you're on social media, you already know because you're going to listen to whatever's important. All right. Point being, Pluto is going direct very soon. And there's some other planets going direct, but I'm going to talk about Pluto. In fact, I'm going to give you this whole little background about labor organizing and talk about power as it relates to Pluto. So buckle up. Pluto is going direct 
and it is still in Capricorn. However, soon it's going to be in Aquarius. That's going to happen in February. The time between Pluto going direct and now, or I'm sorry, now Pluto going direct and February is called the shadow period, which means if we were looking at the sky and looking like where Pluto was when it went direct in February is going to be where it gets to the place where it was when it went direct. This coordinates really, really well with the way that financial seasons are going. So this year, when it comes to the holiday season, this is a busy time for businesses. And once the holiday season, you like right now, if you're making a new product, it's probably dependent on other things that have already been in development. Right now, it's very much about implementing. The reason that Black Friday is called Black Friday is because businesses were in the red until the day after Thanksgiving when people started to think about holiday gifts, right? And that's when businesses go from being in the red, being in debt to being in black, which means that you're actually making a profit. So this year, you're going to be probably offering things for the rest of the year that have been in development. Maybe you're wrapping up some developmental things. It's okay if you're still kind of building it out, but it's not like you're pivoting too, too much, or you're implementing pivots that have been talked about for years. This is all normal. So once the holiday season is you know, over from January, February, it's going to be a slow time and it's going to be time to really assess your structure. That's perfect because Pluto is going to be going from Capricorn to Aquarius. So Aquarius is humanity and humanitarianism. And it's also Saturn ruled. Capricorn and Aquarius are both Saturn ruled. But Capricorn is like, do the right thing, do the structures, follow the rules, follow the laws. But as we've seen over the years, the laws are not necessarily doing the right thing, right? So now Aquarius can go in and say, how do we change the laws? How do we change structure? And Pluto is related to power. So, and I'm telling you this, I know that you're hearing it from an astrologer. So you might be like, this is crazy. But watch how it unfolds. Watch how real it is. If you don't already see it, watch this. <laughs> I'm like having a hard time not cussing because I'm going to be like, watch this beep. But anyway, so if you are not paying your employees in a way that is a living wage, people are going to stop wanting to support your business because Pluto is going into Aquarius. That means structures of power are being put into humanitarian capacities. If you are also just a person listening to this and you're like, how does this relate to me? You are not, if you're, if you have an opportunity to exploit, if, sorry, let me just say that again with more sounds. If you have an opportunity to exploit for personal gain, it's not going to work because Pluto is going into Aquarius and it may give you the illusion that it's working only to give you a public downfall. So this is true for people and for businesses. So strategically, and if you look at market trends, it supports what I'm saying about Pluto. B Corps and ethical businesses and small businesses, that's where people want to be. So in the past, we've had a culture of monopolies, a culture of like, oh, I'm just going to go here because everyone's here and the structure, it's just set up for me. But now people are starting to be reinterested in like getting hyper local. So this is also a really good time for local artists, small businesses. If you have like a candle shop, like we can't, we cannot have enough candle shops because like everybody needs a candle. 
You know what I mean? Like it may feel really wild, but like Bed Bath and Beyond or not Bed Oh, well, they're out of business. Maybe that was perfect for me to say. Uh, Bath and Body Works, right? Are they out of business? Okay, don't quote me on that. But Bath and Body Works is uh, somewhere that sells candles, but now people would rather get a candle from like their neighbor. And of course, there's ethical ways to make it. There was also like, I don't know if you remember the, um, anyways, I could do a lot of case studies about this. I'm just going to talk about the trend overall. And if you want to talk about how this applies to your business, hit me up. But so we're going to also talk about this in regards to, this is so funny because um, I also want to talk about unions. So I guess if you are an organization where I know, okay, I work, so my background is I've worked in a lot of working class jobs that were either, well, actually, I have not ever been in a union. I have been part of work cultures where the union busting was successful, even in like organic grocery stores where you would think they would have a union, but they like did union busting stuff and we did not have a union and they would say things like, well, we're like a family here. We don't need a union. And that is false. So if that is something that you have at your workplace environment, just know that you are going to not be able to meet the market need because the market needs ethically paid workers. I know that's insane, but I'm telling you, it's going to end up making you more money. Unlimited paid time off is something that can also be very helpful because if you are rewarding your people for taking time off, that is going to translate into a proof that you're listening to the market need. So those are two things. Um, I also want to talk a little bit about switching to the personal. Okay. So... (laughs) This episode is called What's All That Movement Back There? If you know what that's a reference to, great. If not, and you're trying to be professional, don't worry about it. It's a TikTok joke. Uh, Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Um, There's something to be said about community education and getting back into humanitarianism with Pluto going into Aquarius. So there's a lot of strikes there's a lot of picketing. We're in a recession. It makes sense. And one of the things to consider is that the fact that people are picketing is not because it's, it's a desire to keep working in a way. So uh, man, I'm really taking you on a ride. So think of it this way. People don't tell you that they're upset with you unless they want to build the relationship right? In All About Love by Bell Hooks, there's a quote about how when we face pain in our relationship, our first response is often to sever the bonds rather than to maintain the relationship. Okay. That's from Bell Hooks All About Love, right? So... We have a collective responsibility and Pluto is very much about that collective responsibility. So I'm talking to the boss. I'm talking to the grocery store clerk. I'm talking to every single person. And obviously, boss, know you have more power. Don't be silly. Hit me up. I'll help you. But here's what this means. One thing that I've seen, and actually, if you're listening to the, hmm, 
whatever. I'm talking about the betterment of everybody. I am kind of switching to the individual right now because I'm talking about movement building. And honestly, I'm just going to tell you right now, if you're anti-union, I'm not the person for you. I'm not going to participate in union busting. I'm none of that. But if you are somebody who's in a position to hire for your business and you're looking to create an ethical work environment, hire me. Um, I do creative consulting. I do Reiki and astrology, team building, office morale, all that good shit. Okay. So I I did cuss. I do cuss actually. Um, I have a a client that is a church and I have so far been very good at not cussing there. So if you need me to not cuss, it's possible. Um, However, most of my clients are in Portland or LA and it's very West Coast vibe of people cuss. But anyways, hit me up if that's something that's interesting to you. Okay. With that, I'm going to pivot now and I'm going to start talking to the worker. So if you got what you needed to out of like me and my little spiel, (laughs) you're good to go. You're released. You're free. Um, I'm now talking to the worker. So I've seen this thing happening where it's like all these strikes are going on and people will straight up be like, we're on strike and people will ask about how to be in solidarity with the strike and people will say, why don't you go Google it? And I've seen that happen multiple times and oh my God, the way that I clutched my, what's like the... What's the poor people? My puka shells? Because I don't have pearls. I also don't have puka shells, but I'm going to start saying that. Let's make it happen. I clutched my puka shells. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Don't tell anyone. I'm trying to start a movement on this about puka shells. Okay. Anyways, it just really caught me off guard because the whole point of a union is community organizing. So let me go back. Let me give you a little history lesson. And it's not that I am like the biggest authority on any of this. I am just actually just a Libra who does a lot of reading and like wants to know about how to make things right. Okay. So go on this journey with me. We are going to go to Portland, Oregon. We are going to go there when the Black Panther Party was thriving. And this is just one of the many places that the Black Panther Party was thriving. The reason that the Black Panther Party is considered a success. Do you know that the reason that you have school lunch and breakfast, I'm sorry, the reason that you have school breakfast programs is because the Black Panthers were providing breakfast to school-age kids and then the districts were like, ew, and then decided to provide it like in order to compete with the fucking Black Panther Party. Also, I started cussing. We're back. Um, okay. That's the reason we have school lunches. All right. The Black Panther Party also did like community health clinics in like parking lots at McDonald's. They did advocacy to make sure make sure that people weren't getting harassed by cops like the Black Panther Party was extremely prominent and helpful. And one of the tactics that made them very potent in their work is that you could not be out in the streets doing the community work unless you had done the reading or if you aren't able to read, gotten the education to be able to talk about why you are doing what you're doing. Even today, people have so much shit to say about the Black Panther Party, but that was a fucking huge impact to the community. There was still to this day, I mean, like literally the government like went after activists, killed activists, 
have hits out on activists that were part of the Black Panther movement. But if you talked to any one of them, you would hear about why they were doing what they were doing. If we were to say, go Google why the Black Panther Party did what it did, that's not going to tell you what you could hear directly from the source. So bringing it to current day, part of why unions work is because union members have a responsibility to educate the public. And yes, it sucks to have to do that. It is unpaid labor. I don't know the answer to that. I just know that this is why unions work. Um, one of the other things people do on, I mean, look at Occupy. Because Occupy was a general strike. And look at that. Because it was decentralized. You could talk to people there and be like, I don't know. I just came here because my friend, whatever. But then if you talk to certain people, they would know exactly what they were doing. There were people who were doing teach-ins. Doing teach-ins is another very common and practical thing to do when you're organizing. I don't know. I don't mean to be preachy. It's just, um, to me, it was helpful to learn that this is what makes it work. Unions are meant to humanize the, the worker. And the reason that we have weekends and the reason that we have overtime is because of unions. And one of the tactics that they do is community education and teach-ins. So I just want to offer, maybe this is something, I don't really know what that would look like. Um, I guess if you're in a union, your union can hire me to help facilitate this. If that's helpful, I don't know. <laughs> Obviously, I'm thinking about next year. I'm thinking about now. I'm thinking about whatever. But like, as Pluto is going into Aquarius and as we're in Libra season, think about power. Think about getting information where it needs to be and think about building relationships because when we build relationships, we take back power. Okay, so acknowledging I was talking to two different audiences, let's tie it all together. <laughs> Why is today like that? The astrology of it all. Libra, justice, getting all the information, making an informed decision. Being willing to adapt, but also Libra is a cardinal sign, cardinal air, so it means start doing something, right? That's where the sun is. We didn't even get to the eclipse. <laughs> I don't know. To me right now, today, I felt like going in depth was more important than like touching on each of the planets. So let me know if this has been helpful for you. Um and then with Pluto, our power is able to go back into community only if we build relationships. Because when we build relationships, we can build structure that takes care of our people. This is not, this is a time where like choosing love means choosing it as a verb, choosing to face the conflict choosing to be the most radically authentic version of yourself without stepping on the people around us in order to get any sort of accolades. It takes a lot of balance. Libra is also a scale, which is balance, right? 
This is such a potent time to set intention. And once again, I acknowledge we didn't get to the eclipse. I don't know. I feel right now, um, a lot of my clients have been, and I'll just tell you this right now so you can know, I'm so grateful that I have people asking me (laughs) what's going on. And that's why this podcast exists. Because it's like, literally, why is today like that is the entire vibe of why I started this podcast. It's because I wanted to tell you what's going on in the stars. And right now, like the energy is so... The shift is so large between now and February. You know, I have no idea <laughs> how often I'm going to I wanted to say I'll come back with the episode on the eclipse. But if I don't, just know that, like, it's just this vibe, but now the moon also. <laughs> because an eclipse is just like a new moon. I was going to say on Adderall. <laughs> so that's what I'll say. Um it's still a new moon. It's still like our emotional state matching our identity and like maybe our pure essence glowing so bright that we purify our emotional state. But now it's an eclipse. I don't know. Anyways, you may get more episodes. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay, this is actually a question. I'm sorry for asking for saying it like that. I'm asking you a question. How are you doing? Um, What kind of episodes would be helpful? Do you want more stuff you can take to work? Because, yeah, I mean, we're making this together. We're literally making this together. I am your local astrology boyfriend. Like, you tell me what you need and I will cater to you. (laughs) Unless you need a singer. That's not me. Um, But I do know somebody. Okay, anyway, anyway, anyway. So yeah, love you. This has been a longer episode. Please enjoy. Please let me know your questions and I'll make a podcast when the vibes are right. And yeah, please take care of each other and I love you and I'll see you next time. Bye.